Welcome to the official Brandon Ritchie Substack podcast. Today's date is October the 6th, 2022. Today I have a special guest on, and it's a guy that I believe you guys are going to find very useful in your day-to-day life in terms of what you do in terms of pain management, pain reduction, and just getting rid of pain altogether. Also, this gentleman, is he's a pain-free lifestyle coach and influencer, and he's also, thankfully, a hurricane survivor given last week's, uh, or this past week's ordeal with a hurricane in Florida. Today, I want to introduce you to uh, my friend here, Brian McKay. Brian, how's it going, man? You got out of Florida, got out of the, got out of the storm zone, so that's good news. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a week. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. I, I knew last week. I told the audience that I had you scheduled, and uh, I wanted to let them know that you, I would have you on, but that safety was first. So I'm really really glad to hear that you got out of that line. Uh, you know, you know, and got got everyone out of the way. Yeah, like I was telling you before we started recording. You know, I I've been through a couple of minor hurricanes before, and so when I saw this coming out of the cat four and my wife or fiance saw it as basically even through all the different models she saw it heading directly for us so we got the hell out of dodge yeah man that's yeah it's it's wild i had another friend or i have a few other friends uh, that were in the zone in the area fortunately they were not uh they didn't have any issues major issues so i'm glad to hear that but i know a lot of people still do i think the power grid's kind of uh still coming back online for a lot of people down there yeah, i think it's about 60 to 80 percent re- back so they've, they've been working hard the yeah the emergency crews down here the, the federal state and local have all yeah. been doing amazing work yeah i'll tell you man that's just i mean if you're in florida man you gotta i, I gotta i gotta give this guy a shout out but man boy i tell you i, I would not feel any better having the governor at the helm than Ron DeSantis. I'll just say that straight out, man. That yeah. guy, yeah, he's he's a he's a maverick. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so Brian, why don't you tell the audience a little bit here about your uh, you know, your background and what you do and and uh in terms of the fitness industry, your pain-free and kind of how you uh approach that with people and and what you do with that. Sure. Um, so my actually fitness journey started back in my mid twenties. I, um, got into a new relationship. Um, a couple weeks after I actually got into a really bad car accident, shattered my kneecap. Mm. Um, and then a few months after that, we ended up breaking up. And so I decided that I was going to get into shape and never have to deal with that kind of heartache again. How immature, but nonetheless, sure. um, you know, and so I, I ended up, you know, doing one of those online or uh, DVD at home programs and injured myself a week and a half in. Oh, wow. And so uh, I was still in physical therapy for my knee. So I asked the physical therapist. They really didn't have any solutions or answers. So mm-hmm. I took to YouTube, some of the cross Elliot Hulse, who that turned me on to Paul Check, mm-hmm. um, and sought out a local Czech practitioner. And, um, Six months after that, I actually started working and studying under him. He had uh, been taught by J.P. Sears at the Czech Institute a few years prior. and um, It took me about seven years to, uh, you know, practitioner after practitioner after practitioner to figure out what the hell I did to myself and how to heal it. Eventually, I came across a guy who had actually was a physical therapist for the Detroit Lions. 
Oh, wow. Um, I got uh, I had first appointment with, with this guy and just I knew he knew what the hell he was doing. Yeah. And thought, saw improvement right away and, um, you know, took a couple months and, and was significantly better. So um, I've really kind of pieced things together through the Czech Institute. I went down the Postural Restoration Institute rabbit hole. I've done some stuff with McKenzie and uh, all kinds of different stuff to put together a program that works um, specifically for back pain, but a lot of other kind of torso uh, issues as well. I'm not not really a, an elbow, knee, ankle, or wrist specialist, but uh, if it's torso, got you covered. Yeah, yeah, and I, I tell you, I think that's a, you know, these a lot of these uh, a lot of pain that occurs in in adults in this modern society. You know, a lot of a lot of people have those postural imbalances. A lot of it's lifestyle driven, and I think a lot of the problem is. Quite frankly, it's just the you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, desktop or laptop class of, of the careers that are out there. I mean, granted, you know, you and I are active guys, but we still spend uh, plenty of time in front of a, a computer doing whether it be research or bookkeeping or marketing or whatever it may be. Um, you know, you still have to spend that time and it's sort of this just just morphed into the reality of this new, you know, the, the era that we live in. Uh, and a lot of the pain kind of flows from that. Do you get a lot of people that, uh, with, you know, with that being said, do you, do you get a lot of people that come to you with back pain and they just is they just uh it takes them a long like maybe they live with the back pain for a long time but it takes them a long time to kind of awaken to the fact that wait a minute maybe i have some movement dysfunction going on or do they are they more open to that do you find that that, that most people are kind of close to that or they just want it they just want the relief and they're just wanting to seek answers uh, I would say most of my clients are just kind of seeking answers or, or, you know, some maybe just come wanting personal training and know that they need somebody with, you know, a, a higher than average training for, you know, posture, pain and biomechanics. Um, but yeah, usually, you know, first couple of sessions, people are significantly reduced pain and then we're able to start teaching them about how they are moving, how they're supposed to move and, and uh, you know, creating the tension through the body that will prevent um, you know, basically hanging off the, 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 the ligament system and, and the bone system. So. Right, right. And do you see, let me tell you this, because in my career, I've, I've discovered this too. You know, I find a lot of these people, man, they want to remedy this pain with a lot of, you know, NSAIDs and painkillers and different drugs and different things like that. Um, but once I'm like you, once I'm able to remedy a lot of that dysfunction, they're not experiencing the pain. They get to come off those meds. And I think that's the most exciting thing for a lot of people. Would you, do you experience that same thing with a lot of your clients? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so many people, and I would say more not my clients than my clients, but so many people are just stuck in the medical model paradigm. And it's, it's cut me open, give me pills, you know, take care of me so that I don't have to take care of myself. And right. Sure, you can do that. However, you're getting the results that you're getting. So, and that's an interesting point. The medical model model paradigm, as you as you quoted that, I think that is a cultural issue that we've had in society at large. But 
uh, it's something that I've always seen as the fitness, uh, a kind of a uh, sort of a door that the fitness industry has to kick in, so to speak, to get the people to kind of wake them up to that reality. Do you see the, uh, how do you see the culture of, of the fitness industry in that regard? And especially since the pandemic, do, do you see it kind of as a, uh, you know, there's been a shift in that, in that matter? Or do you think a lot of influencers are waking up and starting to more communicate the culture of that kind of thinking that goes along with that? Do you see a shift in that at all in your experience? Um, really kind of hard to say, to be honest, I, I kind of, I stopped following so many of the fitness influencers and, and so much of the kind of, um, industry just because it's so diametrically opposed and you've got your people that are, you know, the other side where, you know, Hey, move, eat some organic food, maybe take some, you know, probiotics and digestive enzymes, get your gut working decently. And, you know, the majority of of that will take care of the majority of what you've got to deal with. And so it's, it it seems to me that people are going to fall on either side. And and typically, at least for me at this point, like, I mean, granted, I've done the medical model thing, but at this point, like, I'm just kind of turning a blind eye to it. Right, right. difficult to change people's mind. It's difficult enough for me to change my own mind, let alone trying to convince somebody else of something. So. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that, that, that that paradigm shift, I think ultimately it goes with, you know, you have influencers. Influencers influence uh, be, the behaviors, right? Uh, at least the, in theory. Theoretically. In theory. And I believe that to be the case. I believe that to be the case. Um they do, you know. You have certain narratives within industry that, that shift uh, the whole, right? And I think that I think that uh, as fitness professionals, uh, guys like you and I, and 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 and, and Jerry, Jerry Kaikendall, some other guys that we know, I think you see a lot of guys like us kind of coming to the surface and shifting that culture to teach people at least how to discern what health and what fitness are in terms of functionality and movement and nutrition. Um, and I think that's, that's sort of the new kind of the new era. I've been seeing a lot of that in my experience. Uh, and, and when you, if you do decide to get your, your podcast up and going, I would definitely love uh, for you to be a part of that uh, part of that journey as well. Cause I think you have really good perspective on this stuff. Um, but yeah, with that being said, you know, how do you see us as influencers with whatever power we do have, however people interpret that, how do you see us in terms of our efforts and energy in trying to shift that dependency of everyday people from, okay, I'll just go to my doctor and get a drug for this. Instead of saying, you know, how do we how do we get to them and shift that culture um, and say, hey, you know, we don't want you. We don't. All we're saying is we don't want you to be dependent on these institutions, dependent on big pharma, dependent on big medical. You know, you can be your own best advocate. Do you see that the, the, the significance of that now kind of more than ever? Yes and no. I mean, for me, like, 
I got to be honest, I've given up on trying to change people's mind. Like I, I, I share the truth as I know it. And anybody who attaches to that, great. If not, I'm okay. Uh, it's, I've spent too much of my life trying to change other people's opinions on, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm just over it. And so what I'm doing is making sure that I take care of myself and take care of my family and get my health in order and, you know, get my, you know, most, most people around here, you know, for the hurricane decided to stay in. I, I saw things the way I saw them and I'm like, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. And so it's, uh, I'm just doing my thing. And and if people like it, great. If not, do your thing and best of luck to you. Yeah, I get that. And part of what I've always been very laces fair to a degree, uh, live and let live, right? Uh, I'd look at it a little different because with me, I I think, uh, look, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to try to try to direct and guide somebody, I want to do the best that I can, and I want to be the best that I can to try to encourage, to encourage them to uh, enact certain behaviors, certain certain home. I give people homework, certain things that they can do, and kind of develop a discipline. You know, like you know, I remember I've I've been uh, with with uh, my background. I remember being in the in the fight community. Right, I had when you go to a fight gym, you go to any fight gym and if you sit down and sign up for a membership, they'll first thing they'll tell you what disciplines they offer, right? They offer Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. They offer boxing. They offer Thai boxing. Um, and, uh, when I was working with the fight gym here in Atlanta, team octopus years ago, uh, I used to say, Hey, the other, the, the other discipline is strength and conditioning because strength and conditioning is also a discipline. Uh, self mastery is a discipline. Self optimization is a diff is a discipline. Um, you know, like uh, I I try to enact that with people. Um, do you do you have certain 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 cues or do you give your students certain homework in terms of uh, in in terms of honing their discipline? Do you enact any of that with your students? And if so, could you share it with the audience here? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just making sure that you're taking care of, you know, your corrective stretching and corrective exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly depending on the individual, maybe somebody's got a whole bunch of anxiety, we're going to, you know, get into a daily Tai Chi practice or a breath practice or something like that. Um, because, yeah, it really is. It is the daily repetition, the daily discipline that creates the life that we want. And that's something that I've I personally have struggled with that most of my life. I never got or created discipline in my childhood. I was just the defiant child. And, you know, you mm-hmm. tell me to do something, fuck you. I'm do, go, doing the opposite. Um, and so now as an adult, I'm having to learn what discipline is and, and apply it. And it's it's a humbling thing, I guess, for, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of like uh, I always say that life will life bends us all to its will. Uh, regardless of of what you believe and what you think, I, I always say it doesn't matter. Life will bend you to its will in one regard, uh, and that's that's where that comes in. And 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 being optimal, optimal performance. And you'd actually, I think, mentioned that off audio too about optimal. Uh, you know, being you know teaching people how to optimize that in terms of 
you know, the way they view things and the way they look at things. But uh, I'll tell you, I think, too, you know, a lot of this comes from I think it's also how we're taught in our lives. Um, You know, the discipline equals freedom mantra that's uh, put forth by I'm sure you probably heard of Jocko Jocko Wheeling, the Navy SEAL. So I, I really love that mantra that 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 speaks volumes, I believe. And I think that's something in terms of culture today, that's something I think is a is a vital kind of a, a really important message in terms of today's society. I think a lot of people they they lack that understanding largely due to the fact that I believe the laptop kind of career era that we've lived in has kind of softened people physically and no mentally. Doubt. Yeah. No doubt. It's always big. What about uh, with your student? When you work with your students, do you do you kind of uh, you know have students where you communicate that by getting them a little uncomfortable in their environment? Like I think a lot of a lot of times I'll see I will encounter people they get comfortable where they are and they 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 won't help but they're comfortable but they're seeking enough help but they're like hey. I just need another. I just need something to change. So a lot of times for that change, I'll I'll kind of introduce them or put them in an uncomfortable environment. Um, I I have uh, also used the mantra of you know um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know, and I think that's something also a disciplinary thing, a mindset thing. Do you communicate that with any of your students? Again, it, it's some. It, it depends on on what the issue is. I mean, I, I tend to kind of try to keep people pushing outside their comfort zone and that kind of, you know, one to three, one to 5% side of things. Um, certainly, you know, some people respond really well to massive change. I was just, um, telling somebody last night, like chaos is the best time to make change because everything's in chaos. And so you're able to implement it better if you're in your unconscious routine it's so easy to just fall right back into that unconscious routine and so that's interesting that's interesting yeah because like uh if you have a that's that's an interesting thought concept because if you you're right if things are kind of upended in your daily life uh and one whatever whether it be in you know lifestyle of pain injury whatever if it's upended and things are kind of chaotic it forces you to do something right yeah, something different, generally. Right, right. Take a different path, a different direction. That's an interesting concept. Um, yeah, so sort of like uh, formation, the formation of order out of chaos. Exactly, yes. You're, you're, you're taking the opportunity that chaos gives you and you're creating something new because you have to put conscious thought into, well, what the hell am I going to do now? I can't do my, you know, my A to B to C thing that I normally do each day. Now I've got to come up with something creative and and new. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you had mentioned earlier about the, the knee injury uh, sounded pretty severe that you had. uh, And then, um, and then, and then the, the subsequent injury that followed that due to it in terms of like the, your, when you experienced that, the injury and that setback, that physical setback, did you have a how, how what what uh, in terms of your mentality did that somewhat cause some of that chaos that forced that that would I guess you could say forced you to make some, a formation of order out of that chaos and start getting you on the track? Can you kind of elaborate on that 
in terms of your attitude and mindset when you experienced that injury or those injuries, how you reacted to it in terms of your mindset? Um, yeah, I appreciate the question. I think mostly, I, I definitely much less conscious than I am now, but mostly I was just kind of responding to what life had given me. And so I, you know, shattered the kneecap, went to physical therapy, did that. And then I had the shoulder issue. And then, so that elicited the next challenge or the next thing that I had to overcome. And, you know, the knee took six months or a year to overcome. The shoulder took seven years to overcome. And so it's just responding to whatever life throws my way in, in uh, a responsible manner, I, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's, an, that's wow, that was in, seven years on the shoulder injury. Really? Yep. That was, yep. wow. it was seven years dealing with it, living with it, you know, practitioner after practitioner studying on my own, you know, it, frustrating. So I know what it's like to deal with chronic pain. And yes. Yeah. I think a lot of my clients appreciate that. I know what it's like. I'm not just somebody who's done a bunch of book reading and done a bunch of schooling and knows how to help. It's actually been there, done that. Oh, sure, man. I, I remember I had the same issue when I I, I had uh, both knees. I've had major surgeries on both knees. Um, the right one was an old football injury. It was an ACL, MCL, uh, meniscus cartilage tear, and had a reconstruction. That one, and then uh, years later, I had a 100% ruptured patella tendon in the left knee. Uh, and that one, I had to relearn how to walk again. But. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that, but to me, for myself, and I, I'm only speaking for myself, that, that's both were, it's not something that I would ever, look, I wouldn't ever wish harm or ill fate on people of something like that, but I will say that having had that experience of those injuries for me and the severity of them and the, the physical therapy that followed and the road of recovery that followed for me, it, it, it taught me a lot about myself and it taught me things that I would never, uh, I don't regret it. Not a bit. In fact, I'm grateful for it. Um, what was the biggest thing you learned from it? I'll tell you. So you think about it, what it did is it kind of grounded me back into this, uh, you know, back, back to the whole center of all of this, which is your, which is our health, right? So, you know, we all can be sitting, you know, talking with family or sitting in the living room on the couch or whatever. You get up and walk and get a drink out of the refrigerator. Uh, you, you take, we all take that for granted because we do it all the time. And you, and you take that for granted up until the point that you can't do it. Then it's a big deal. Um, and so when you're able to, to, you know, when you're when you're unable to do it, you realize just how much of a big deal that is. And so for me, uh, it reminded me of that and grounded me further in that. And I thought, well, you know what, I can't I need to always remember this. So when I deal with other people, to your point, when you've been there and you've experienced that pain and and you've experienced discomfort, when I talk to my students, I always remind myself that, hey, you know, um, I'm empathetic, not, not sympathetic, empathetic. Yep. I have understanding. 
And so that that's something that always feeds into the message that I give them to help. Because of that understanding, I think it makes me more effective, too, in delivering uh, my message to them and being able to communicate, hey, you know, look, this is the way out. You know, it's things we take for granted every day. You may be down now, but look, look at what you do have. You know, there's also a sense of gratitude there too. I learned that as well. And in my, you know, I'm, I'm not an old guy. I got you by a few years, but 45, but I'm still, you know, I, I still, I think I'm more, I try to ex- express more gratitude now than I ever did. Uh, admittedly. So I think it's that youth arrogance, uh, the youth, uh, kind of a little more self-absorbed in our youth, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. But but uh, but yeah, I mean, so I think a lot of this, too, is, you know, so this is part of the whole culture thing that we were talking about off audio. And, you know, I think I'd mentioned to you that, you know, the Overton window, right? The shift. So for those that are, if you all are listening, if you're not familiar, the Overton window is it was a political idea that was uh, put forth by Joseph Overton that basically said the viability of a of an idea whether that idea will survive or not determines how well society will accept that idea. Um, and I'm sure, like, so if it's too extreme of an idea, it's outside the window. Therefore, that idea will die. So, but, it, but if we gradually move the window, which this can be done for good or bad in terms of cultural influence, but for good or bad, when you gradually move the window, you're 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 moving you're shifting the the you're shifting the status quo so what what may today be accepted as a as a normal idea 50 years ago may have been it seemed seemed like an extreme idea or even two years ago if we look at the pandemic <laughs> but right. yeah but I think I think we see a lot of that so the Overton window I think that's something that we can shift in our uh, in our business in our in our fields of study and with the fitness industry at large I think that's something we can do and I think pain's a big way of doing it. I mean when you get people when you get rid of pain for people and do so in a more as you termed it, holistic manner, that has profound uh, effects on people, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. It, when, when somebody's health gets fixed without medication, surgeries, and doctors, their paradigm shifts, for sure. Yeah, I like because that. You you allow somebody to see and experience that you can self-heal. right. And that's one of the most powerful things I think any human with any kind of issue can experience. I agree, Brian. And, and I'll tell you, man, I'm sure you've had some students. Uh, was, on that note, when you do see experience that with a student, um, man, that, that's got to feel great to you as a coach, too. Um, hey. I mean that must be one of the most rewarding things. I know I really enjoy that when I when I see that and and no matter you know when our students hit their goals, hit their benchmarks, it feels good, but man when they really when they really uh make a big leap, 
and they're just out of pain after being in pain for like a decade or whatever, it it it's 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 a special moment, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it's it's changing somebody's life, and and it's and then there's the cascade effect down from that because now if you're not in pain, you're not quite as miserable as you were, and you just. You, you bark at your family just a little bit less and you've got just a little bit more of a smile and you're just a little bit more giving and your heart's just a little bit bigger mm. and all of these things add up to change the world. And so, you know, fitness, health, pain, you know, it's all, you know, an, an, an inroad. Yeah. But like the, the big picture is just becoming happier, more loving, more sharing and, and happier and healthier man i dude i the way you just connected that i i really like that you're exactly right it's just about it is it has a cascading effect like dominoes it just you you solve this this one big issue and it does it just kind of it optimizes people's lives from there moving forward it just has that it just has that impact that's that's really too and that's the point and 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 with this podcast I always said too and I even forgot to me I can't believe I, I slipped on this one because this is my my job so I failed on this but for today but I'm going to correct it right now at the beginning uh, this podcast is designed the whole point of it is to be a is to be a map to help people to be a zenith during chaotic times so when you when you mentioned the chaos, uh, earlier, that was a real interesting concept because because this pot, this whole point of this show is to help people to be a zenith during a chaotic time, and and with this, you've really kind of touched on that entire uh, tagline <laughs> in this episode. So, man, Beautiful. Brian, I appreciate that, man. That's uh, and the way you connected that, you're exactly right. I think. I tell people too, and you can shift and change your paradigm physically. You can do that in any other aspect of your life, whether it's business or in your community or whatever. You can really have that same impact in your life. Um, it's it's a life changing it's a life changing experience. Um, but uh, so so with that being said. Brian, I'm going to close out. I think we're about on the time here at our time mark here, and I'm going to close it out. Just hang on the line real quick. And Brian, before I go, though, I want to I want to ask you if if to go ahead and tell the audience if they want to reach you or connect with you or if they want to follow you or if you have any, you know, products or services you would like to promote to the audience, where can they find you? Uh, best place is going to be Facebook. Uh, it's either Brian McKay is my personal page or pain-free life coaching uh, would be the business page. Love to connect with you on there. Uh, love to chat. Love to to help in any way that I can. Man, that's awesome, Brian. And I will also have, ladies and gents, I will have that up on, the, on this episode too. If you look down below the marker, I'll have all of this uh, with Brian's information so you can connect directly with him and message him and and just just follow him. Uh, I'm sure he'll be giving you updates on everything that he's doing. And he's talked to me about some things off audio. And I won't I won't let all of those things go here. I'll let him kind of expose those things to you as they play out. 
But, uh, Brian, I'm going to close it out real quick and then just hang tight on the line here. But, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Remember that this podcast uh, is the map for helping you to be a zenith during chaotic times. We live in chaotic times. But as Brian pointed out in today's episode, we're going to make order a formation of order out of this chaos. And with that being said, make sure that you connect with myself as well on Facebook. Also, you can find me on Getter. Uh, Please connect there. Subscribe at the Substack at brandonritchie.substack.com. Feel free to drop a comment, subscribe, share. You can also find the show on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher Podcast. We're on multiple platforms, so make sure you check and share out there. Remember that this only works if you guys share this out. This is about, uh, again, a map to help you to be a zenith during chaotic times but in order to do so you have to be able to be a force multiplier and to share this information with those that you think could benefit and those that you think will take action to do so we're changing culture and we're building a coalition and without you it can't be done so please make sure you share the episode and with that being said i want you to stay strong stay focused stay active and have a great day